What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, gig economy news and interviews, sponsored by Para and ParaWorks. I'm your host, SJ. It's time to get it on. Welcome, everybody, to Para Presents, a weekly discussion hosted by me, Rodeo, Steve, and, of course, David Pickerell, the CEO from Para. Uh, this week's topic is DoorDash in 2022, and I guess moving into 2023. And we got a perfect panel for it tonight, I think. We got Kim's side money plans. We got Mr. Bet on You, Pedro DoorDash, Santiago. And, of course, we got the Dashing Trader, too, and... All of their channels can be found in the show notes, so please check them out after, um, during, whatever. If you're able to do, if you know how to navigate that, to keep it on, minim- minimize the screen, and look at other channels, you can do that too. Uh, but do check them out. So welcome everybody. Thank you, uh, you guys, the panel, for joining us tonight. It's gonna be fun, so. My Thanks for having us. <clears throat> so DoorDash, you three all. Um, work a lot of DoorDash and all three of you multi-app now and, and do it pretty heavily. You, I, I mean, I've Pedro, I've seen you be all over the map with DoorDash since I met you. Like, you know, not like you, you're just following the trend, but I've seen you go to now, if I'm correct, thinking like, man, I ain't putting all my eggs in that basket. <laughs> you know? yeah, no, like, you're right. Yeah. I haven't I mean, DoorDashed in almost a month. Um, but there's reasons for it, but I'm going to be back to it in January, 2023. So. Sure. Sure. Well, I mean, nobody, I don't think anybody's closing it out of their options. Um, no, Kim, no, no, you know, like no. Kim, like you've had it in your arsenal. I know that you even did top dasher for three months. Yeah. You did three months of top dasher and then you just this month said, I'm not doing it. Yes, that is yeah. correct. Okay. So that, no, that's going to be good for the discussion. And, and Trader, have you ever done Top Dash or no? Yes. Actually, I only had Top Dash for one month, ever. The month of October, I went for it, and I got it for the month of November. So this previous month was my very – no, scratch that. I had it for October and November. But the, the story behind that is a little bit shaky. I technically only should have had it for October. Okay. but yeah. So you're able to wait, I guess, October this year? Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, that's one of the months Kim had it. Yep, I shouldn't um, have got it for November, but they gave it to me. But there, there's a story behind that we can we can kind of have a little discussion about that. But it's it's a uh, it's quite interesting how they can pick and choose what they want to do. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, I think that right now is a good time to mention. Uh, I, I do want to. I, I I have to say this, you guys, if you haven't been to driverrights.org, please go there. And um, check out, uh, just just put your email to it. Nothing's going to be, you know, no bothering emails, no third parties, nothing. This just says that you want transparency on the platform. It's not a strike. It's not a movement to let's all take a day off the apps and not work. And the apps see no effect. This is a long-term thing that we want transparency. Because clearly, you guys, transparency on almost every platform is just not there i mean straight up if it's not one thing it's another if it's not if it if one shows more transparency than another it seems like that one then plays more games um it it's just i feel like you know i'm starting to feel like if they honestly don't treat us like adults even forget the independent contractor for a minute i'm starting to feel like they don't treat like games i don't want to play games i'm making money like, I don't want quests and bonuses and top dasher. And if I'm independent, why do I, you know, why do we, why do I got to stay above 70%? But, uh, um, you know, let's, I guess let's get into that a little bit. Cause Pedro, you've never done top dasher, am I right? 
I haven't never worked it, um, but technically my account is top dasher right now because when I reset my acceptance rate, I was playing with what that looked like and my 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 zone became a diamond zone last month and I was kind of seeing if it was beneficial and I was taking some risks with some orders and things like that. And so when I ended the month of November, I had 71% acceptance rate. I didn't dash the last two weeks of November. I had a week of vacation and I was doing more Instacart and more Uber, rideshare and Uber Eats. So I ended technically meeting all the metrics. So I got that on December 1st or 2nd, I got the email and I've turned the app on to see what the offers would look like, but I haven't taken an order. Um, I've seen maybe 20 offers hit my phone. They've been good. They've been bad. So it's been about the same for what I would normally see in St. Louis. So technically speaking, I am a top dasher. First time in over two years of having the app, but I haven't worked with the account, if that makes sense. Have you, have you seen any? <clears throat> so even though you haven't taken them, when you've turned it on, have you seen any where you, and where you've gone, oh, I wouldn't have guessed that. I wouldn't have taken that, but I should have. Or are you getting? No, any? no. I, I had it on last night, and okay. I think I got ten orders, and five, half of them looked good. There were orders that I would have taken, like for sure, with a hundred percent. But like, yeah, that's good. Makes sense to me. And then the other half were just not within what I would consider decent for my time and the mileage or whatever. Um, so it, it's a very small sample, you know, size. But I don't think in a really busy market it's beneficial. Um, but I, I, I do think some of the other programs DoorDash has can be beneficial, whether it's large order program. I really like the pizza program. I think that, you know, I like using my red card when I shop and pay. Those can be really successful for me in St. Louis. Um, for me, I like the opportunities with the different programs, but I don't like how they play. Like here, you know, here's this little carrot. I want you to do this and then maybe I'll give you something. And, yeah. you know, I don't I don't like that. Um, the one thing I would say that I like about that I think is kind of new is in the diamond zones, it will show you if it's going, if it's going to be more like we've all figured out how to find the hidden tips, right? It's not a hundred percent, but you can figure it out. Right. What DoorDash is doing now, it'll have a plus sign next to some offers and it says total will be higher versus total may be higher. Um, so that's nice that sometimes it's only 25 cents. Sometimes it's maybe 20 bucks, but that's the only thing that I've seen that they've changed in certain zones that can be beneficial, I think, to some drivers, but everything else is still very you know, playing some games like you were saying earlier, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, all the platforms do that. Um, <clears throat> Kim, what about you all those three months doing Top Dasher and now looking back? Did um, that, I mean, do you think that the way that you multi app normally, you would have, you would have earned any less? Had you not done the race for Top Dasher near whatever those dates are at the end of the month? I don't think I would have earned the less because I'm still making kind of this. I always had a goal, me personally, anywhere from 1000 to like 1500 a week. And that has never changed since I started doing this full time. What I thought was what worked for me in my market with Top Dasher and I also have to say, when I became Top Dasher, and I think this was the difference for me, I became, I was on the large quarter program on the very first day of both, pro, both programs working at the same time. So I was seeing the benefits of Top Dasher and large order program. And to me, I was, get, I was getting like some orders I've never seen before on DoorDash I didn't even know existed. So I think that's why it was successful for me. The thing is with DoorDash is, and being on the top dasher is you really have to be a cherry picker in order to pick through because what I've noticed as being a top dasher is you get a lot, you get a lot more orders, at least in my market, I was getting tons more orders than what I was used to, but they weren't all, they're not all good orders. You're still going to get the orders that you normally see. It's just kind of picking through what works and what orders that I wanted to take. And I kind of had to rethink the process with large order to really cherry pick to get through some of the good orders. So I think that was kind of the biggest difference I saw when I got both of those together. Do you think that you saw more uh, orders? And I know that most people might argue, well, that's because she's top dasher, but do you think you saw more because it makes it harder to climb back to top dasher? Um, because the more they send you and you decline. 
Yes and no. I, you know, my very first time I was at a hundred, I was at 99%. I think I got myself to the very first month. And then like the very like first day I became top dasher. I think I went all the way down into the twenties and like, I live in like the 20% area. Um, I did find it a little bit more easier the second go around to climb back up for whatever reason. I felt like the percentages were a little bit more easier. Doesn't make, doesn't make the orders more easier that I was taking, but I felt like the climb was a little bit more easier. Yeah. And Trader, so both these guys are in bigger markets than you. Mm -hmm. um, I know that you're still like, as far as, as far as your state goes, you're still in what is a big market, but knowing the area like I do, yeah, um, it's still not a, like a big, big city. Not even compare. Yeah. So I'm, I, I, I want to know your opinion on the top dasher versus no da not being top dasher. But I also want to know if, if like if when you were doing it or if in your market, it, it's a benefit because it allows you to dash anytime. So in my market, it's definitely a benefit. Because it allows you to dash at any time. But I, what I've come to notice over the course of this whole year, 2022, is that it all really comes down to multi-apping because the moment you add an additional app into your arsenal, in addition to DoorDash, and we're talking about Sioux Falls, South Dakota specifically, it opens up everything because you no longer beholden to DoorDash and all the games that they play with you when it comes to being able to dash now and seeing certain orders. So large order program is pretty much like an elite group out here because the market is so small and it's not growing fast enough for people to be readily accepted into the program on a regular basis. So you kind of got to get in when somebody moves or by becoming top dasher. And that was the only way I was able to do it. Um, people who out here only, I know about two dashers out here that are only doing DoorDash and now that they watch my videos, they are downloading Spark, they download Uber because they tired of dealing with all the fiasco that DoorDash have them dealing with, being that they was only using DoorDash. So it's kind of a situation where you got a multi-app if you really want to maximize. So I wonder if those two people, the way that you said that, I'm, I'm guessing they weren't making very good money before talking to you. Nope. So I'm wondering if those are some of the people, David, if you want to, I'd like to hear what you think here, are some of the people who are wanting unionization and stuff, even if they don't know it yet, even if they haven't been fully brainwashed. Because, I mean, look, we got the people who can't earn enough and they're just not working it right, but they're wanting to work the platforms. Right. But then you get the people, too, who just won't step away even after they're taught and taught and taught or if they're not taught they just you know they got to drop the grenade in it for everybody but i don't know what do you think david are those the people that if they hadn't found trader would be on the bandwagon here for unions and and uh and the minimum wage thing that we're going to see go into effect in some states here shortly they could be and i think this is sort of a question i want to punt to the group is like how long did it take you working one app before you felt comfortable to add a second a third etc Right. Because I think, you know, it's something you consider, but you have to get over the hump and actually actively try to do it. Yep. I think sort of, uh, you know, I guess I started off immediately trying all the apps because that was just what we were trying to build. So I'm not my answer ain't a good one. But I would actually love to hear what, the, you know, four of you all have to say on like, when were you like, okay, I should consider another app to, okay, I'm actually going to do another app to, I'm going to actually work on multiple at the same time. Cause I feel like that's sort of the journey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kim, would you like to go first on this? Sure. Sure. I'll go first. Um, I was a year into doing DoorDash, but I was doing it part-time at the time. And I, I'll be honest, like I didn't, know that you like I thought you were you were against terms of service by doing more than one app and then I started watching YouTube and like oh I think I can do this and I kind of gained the confidence and I'm like okay I'm gonna start with Uber Eats and see how it goes but I learned Uber Eats before I combined them together so that way I wasn't completely all over the place and then I started multi-apping with the two together. Once I got the two down, then I'm like, okay, well, let's go Grubhub. But Grubhub took me a year and a half to get on. 
Um, so it was on, I was on a really long wait list for Grubhub, but Grubhub came next, and then then I branched out into Spark, and then Boy Pickup, and shipped, and it kind of snowballed from there. You know, I just think it's <laughs> I think it's just gaining confidence that you know you can do it, and then once you see the benefits of doing it, like why did I ever do one app? Are you are you over fifty percent of your work right workload right now is Spark? Um, no, I wouldn't say fifty. I would say more like twenty, maybe twenty five percent. So what what is the what is the highest? DoorDash is still the highest for me. Okay. All right. And Pedro, uh, I don't know. What about you? Uh, yeah, I uh, so I started my gig life as a rideshare driver. And I did that for several months before I even considered anything else. And then I signed up for DoorDash because you see things. It's like, okay, I'll try this out. It was soup. I think it took me like, I don't know, two hours to get a card in the mail and everything. You know, like it was like (laughs) right away. Like, you know, like it was like two days later, I was like, okay, here's the card and off you go. Right. 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 Sure. Pre-pandemic. I did right here pre-pandemic, right before the pandemic. Yeah, Yeah. Like. A few months before, and what and when you added like DoorDash that was during the pandemic, or uh, yes, yep, and then I added Postmates, um, and then I added, then I started doing Uber Eats because I, I was just rideshare, and then then I toggled on the Uber Eats option. I can't remember how I got to that, but I found that that was an option within my app, and then I did I signed up for Instacart. It's been one year since I signed up for Instacart. So those are the only apps that I've worked. I don't yeah. do, obviously Postmates was very, I think I did Postmates just for a promo and it was like a really good promo. And then I did not like how the Postmates model worked. Um, it just wasn't for me. I've never done Grubhub. Um, I haven't done Spark, um, but it took a couple of months, a few months. And then I decided, okay, let me try a few others out. Um, for me, I think, in my experience and some other data I've seen, I think having three or four apps that you kind of normally work within a week is kind of the sweet spot for a lot of drivers. Um, I think if uh, if you've got like 20 apps on at once, it could be really hard to do that, you know. But I think having, like Kim has, having all those options is really smart because you never know what could happen. These apps can be seasonally very different. Um, there could be promos that hit your phone. Like, you know, Kim might wake up and say, oh, I got a spark this crazy spark promo i was gonna do doordash today but maybe i want to give spark some time so but i think like actively having like three or four that you normally kind of give a lot of your attention to is kind of smart in my opinion um but only having one like if you only got doordash or you only have instacart or you only have uber i think that's i think you're missing opportunities in most marketplaces no i agree real quick kim when did you do that switch over like what year was that i'm so sorry what was when, when did you add the sort of second app? Was that also pandemic time? Or? So I started, I'm trying to remember, it was pre-pandemic. So it was, I started DoorDash, I believe like the year, like 2019, I believe it was, or maybe it was 2018. And then a year into, that's when I did Uber Eats. I did Uber Eats right before lockdown and shutdown. And then, you know, pandemic happened and then I picked it back up again. And then once the world kind of opened back up, that's actually when I got approved for Grubhub. Yeah. Um, so Pedro, a month back, uh, bef- when you were doing DoorDash, you haven't done mm-hmm. it in a month now, but mm-hmm. two mo- or two months back that month, what was the portion of your gig work going to DoorDash? Oh, uh, you know, I would say, Man, I would say about half, maybe a little less than half. Okay, so right around um, half. So since right around half without yeah. DoorDash, yeah, what has it been? What's your breakdown? Oh, uh, right now I'd say eighty percent Instacart, twenty percent Uber. Okay, um, only because and I'm 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 making the same money. Maybe some weeks it's a little bit less, but what I have found is I'm 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 out. Um, I'm spending less time out per day. And I'm driving a significant amount less miles, significantly less. I've cut my mileage down over half. Wow. So if some weeks I was driving 400 miles, I'm driving 200 now. So, you know, like it's significantly less. So I'm saving a lot of money on gas, depreciation, just overall wear and tear. 
my car my car has a lot of miles on it i put a lot of miles on my car in two years because i've taken other trips so like i'm doing that on purpose but i'm also trying to learn different apps because i know doordash kim knows doordash traders knows doordash like we know what it is and they change things right but like honestly i was getting bored like i was getting to the point where with these apps i've done so many trips and you do them for five days a week for so long it just becomes like, oh, man, I want to change it up a little bit. You know, I want to offer a little bit of excitement in my gig life. Right. Because like it can get really like the same thing every day. And with DoorDash, like they're, they're changing things, but they're not changing them in an exciting way. They're changing. They're, they're, they're moving the finish line. You know, they're making it more difficult to make money. They expect more out of drivers. They're dangling more carrots. So I was like, you know what? Like, I don't need that. I'm just, you know. I've done a lot for DoorDash. I'm super grateful for the app. I love that it's an opportunity, but like, I was like, I just want to take a, a mental break from it. And that's, I was like, I'll go back to 2023 and I'll see, I'll turn the app back on. I'm not going to disable it. I think it's really good in my, in my market still, but I was like, I just, it's time for like a little bit of a change and just, you know, uh, I know Steve, you love Instacart. Like I know it's your favorite app, but I was like, I just want to learn it, you know, because I, and, and I know in my market, I literally every day I, I turn it on. I, I got an Aldi that is within walking distance. It's my neighborhood Aldi. Aldi. I walk there, you know, if it's nice outside, and I always get a decent batch from there or a Costco that's pretty close. And my mileage is so low that I really love that as well. I mean, driving half the amount of miles is a big benefit for me. So even if there's oh, yeah. a week where I make a hundred dollars less, I am actually my profits are about the same. You know what I mean? Even oh, yeah. The, the mileage stuff alone. Because the mileage yeah, is, the mileage yeah. alone. So it's it's just, you know, plus I'm, I'm a little more excited to work the app and learn it. So, But let me ask you this, too, before I get to Trader on that. Because if if DoorDash was paying what they, maybe not exactly when you started peak pandemic, but if, if they were paying what you thought, this is good pay still, and it was that all this just crap you hadn't been through. Even though it's see, it's starting to seem like, okay, this is my grind. This is what I do every day. Would you still be excited to do it every day because of the money? No, uh, to me, to me, my theory, and you know, I think it could shift from market to market, and everybody will have a different experience. But personally, for me, I think in most markets that are similar to St. Louis, I think the medium household income, your demographic whether you're urban or rural, your uh, how, what kind of vehicle you have and mileage and things like that, how you work the apps. I think in most markets, you're going to make about the same amount of money, regardless of the gig app that you work. I think if most most drivers that work Spark today for eight hours probably made about the same that I did with Instacart today. If you do DoorDash, it's going to be about the same. So I think that it's so close for me that even if DoorDash was like, you know, every order I saw was $10 or more, like, you know, there's only so many hours in the day. There's only so many hours you can or, uh, orders you can do in an hour. Right. So for me, like it wasn't the money necessarily. It's more like just the the, the mindset of like DoorDash is like at it again with this stuff and the tricky words and the verbiage. It's like, you know what? Like, let me just pause for a minute and then I'll come back to it because it's going to be there. Right. I'm not going to miss anything. And let's flex my muscles on a different app and see if I like that any better or any worse. So let me see if this tweaked it out a bit though so if you were paid twice what you are right now in doordash and i say this because i know that this is a means to an end for you you and oh, i have so talked you many mean times I, yeah instead, instead of making 800 bucks a week I, I could work the same amount of hours and make 1600 yes then yeah i would work doordash because that's significantly much more money even but though me, you're you're bored with the grind and whatnot that would the money would change it because like again i know you if it you was double lot, yes so if, if it was double yeah but that's yeah. like right i know double is yeah double. but if it's just a like a hundred dollar difference or two hundred dollar right, right, right. difference for me it's like i'd rather focus on other things and, and 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 try to you know try something different you know what i mean because that, that keeps it more exciting for me because my days are so structured that i have to mix it up every once in a while just for my own sanity if i'm being honest so sure and trader um i know how do you how do you mix up your apps i know that you're doing spark now so i guess yeah. two different ones like pre-spark and then now with spark <laughs> yeah so um pre-spark so let's actually take it back to the beginning of the year. So I started out this year on DoorDash. It's the beginning of this year, January, first ever order. 
So that I quickly realized that, you know, if I'm making 20 at my 20 bucks an hour at my W2, I pretty much want to be making that doing this part time. You know, if it's if I'm going to be doing it, that's that was my philosophy. So I turned the app on. I'm picking up McDonald's orders and Burger King orders and Taco Bell orders. You know, I don't know any better. So I go on YouTube and I find I find all I find the community. You know, I find everybody. I find the tips, the tricks, and I instantly downloaded Uber. I I didn't even wait two days before I started to branch out from DoorDash and start my multi-apping career. Downloaded Uber, downloaded Grubhub, and Instacart right away. And I was able to get into Instacart right away, but Uber and Grubhub, I was put on a wait list. So didn't get into those two, at least until later on in the year. But starting out with DoorDash, um, I didn't know anything about a large order program. I didn't know. uh, And the only thing I did know was I was trying to make a certain amount per hour and learning pretty quickly which merchants I didn't want to go to that had me waiting a long time. But fast forward to now, where I actually can pretty much pick between any one of my apps. I have DoorDash, Uber, Grubhub, Instacart, Amazon Flex, Shipped, and uh, Walmart Spark. I can pick between any one of those apps, any of those apps to hit my daily goal. But what I've come to find is it's going to be easier with certain apps. So DoorDash has the most market volume out here. So you turn on DoorDash and you're going to get flooded with orders at any given time. Not so much with Uber and Grubhub. And on the grocery side of things, I'm now that I'm in Walmart Spark, I see that they pretty much have the grocery market. I mean, you know, they have it on lockout here, but there's still a lot of Instacart orders, still a lot of shop and pay orders on DoorDash too. Mm-hmm. So with that to be said, there's a lot of opportunity out here and there's a lot of different ways you can mix it up to hit your daily goal, but that's something that I had to learn over the course of this whole year. And a lot of drivers or gig workers in my area that use all of these apps that I just discussed, they haven't figured that out yet. So that's why I'm I'm, I'm talking to those drivers who are only using DoorDash or only using Uber or only using Instacart. And I'm trying to really let them know, like, hey, if this is what you're making per hour, you probably could be making more. You should probably look at these, you know, different options because especially DoorDash, they play the most games. So you you going to work harder and drive more miles and put more wear and tear on your car to achieve that daily, weekly, monthly goal when you just use DoorDash. So would I be correct saying pre-Spark, mostly DoorDash, and right now mostly Spark? Pre-Spark, I would say it was evenly split up, 33%. DoorDash, 33% Uber, 33% Grubhub. Every now and then, I would grab an Instacart batch, but we're talking about $11, one mile, one item. Like, that's the only Instacart batch I was taking, pretty much. Because I'm the only, the only reason I even asked that part is because I feel like a lot of people are putting a lot into Spark. And it's, yeah. yeah, the holiday season right now is, is really hitting. <clears throat> but even right before now. it, like everybody yeah. was jumping on. I, 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 I'm just sitting here. David and I have talked on camera and, and off camera about this. I mean, like just like all of them, you know, eventually the honeymoon's over. And it yeah. just it makes me worry a little bit. Like I just saw a video from uh, Dashing Grandpa Brandon. He is kind of starting to go, hey, is, is, it, is this dipping? And I had mentioned it to him months back. He's like, no, we're still jamming. And I just feel like after the new year, first of all, I keep saying this, but we all know January is just a hard month for gig work. It's tough. I don't, that one isn't even so much market to market. It's just tough in January. Um, but um, the acceptance rate, I mean, if, if okay, so David, you're going to absolutely need to jump in on this too, because we went through the independent contractor thing last week with the driver rights movement panel. And, um, you know, transparency is something that we're supposed to have, obviously. But if we're independent contractors, what's up with the 70% acceptance rate to see things that other independent contractors don't? So yeah. Is this sort of the new... Uh, tell, tell me a bit more about the 70%. Well, this... No, this isn't... I'm not to Diamond yet. This is just, like... I don't know what... The, what is the date, you guys? You have to be at 70? The 31st uh, of the Last day of the month. 
So the, the last day of the take. month, you have to be at 70% acceptance rate. Oh, this is for Top Dasher. For yeah. Top Dasher. Okay, yeah. But my point is... I was like, yo, something happened that I didn't know about. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> no, no, but... Just I'm, wait but till I'm tomorrow. Saying, something will happen. <laughs> but my point is that, you know, they... I mean, they're going to town saying we're independent contractors. Yeah. Which I want to be. I'm fine with that. That's what I want. And I even... Even the trials and tribulations that come with it, I'm willing to deal with for that. Um including dealing with these companies. However, how can we be an independent contractor if getting 70% acceptance rate gets you extra perks that others on the platform who are also independent contractors are not offered? Yeah, I think it really comes down to, right, the platforms are trying to have it both ways. I mean, I haven't really said this anywhere, but actually I know sort of in that New York Times article where it's referenced, Uber had sent us a cease and desist, right? I'd actually written back to Uber and didn't hear anything from them for a month. I got a letter back yesterday, right? And, you know, they sort of wrote back and said, we disagree with everything you say. You can't use the Uber trademark without our permission, which doesn't really have much weighting behind it because they're like, you're, you know, inducing independent contractors into thinking you're partnered with us, which I just thought was sort of silly. But the thing that really caught my attention is they wrote this being like, you are using driver information through whether or not you're using our api data correctly or not you are putting this data alongside competitors data which we don't allow in our terms of service and that just sort of blew my mind that that's in writing because that's almost exactly what it means to be an independent contractor you should and, be able and to hasn't it. argyle done that since day one anyway put what? it side by side they have it all uh, yeah, so I thought that was sort of crazy, right? It's like, you know, a lawyer would write this in a legal letter to us saying that we don't like the fact that you're putting it next to competition's data for drivers. And that blew my mind. But the reason I tell that story is I think really, you know, that explains the philosophy, right? It's like, they just want it, you know, you know, they just want to have it both ways, basically, right? I mean, they just want it in writing. But at the same time, I'm, you know, I start wondering, like, you know, you guys can't fight it on both ways. I mean, I was I was talking about this with Hannibal, oddly, that, you know, like when I do Project Dumpling, which has started, but I just haven't got to the fun stuff yet. But I am allowed to put an advertisement on a dumpling card on an Instacart order under my independent contractor rights. It's right number six. Yeah. Well, what's crazy but, to me is not even sort of competition for the driver poaching drivers. They're, they're like the fact that you put Uber's pricing next to DoorDash's pricing for the driver next to Grubhub's pricing is what we're upset about, right? And that's just sort of wild to me is that, that seems like that's squarely within your rights to be able to do that, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's 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 just crazy because I'm sure I'll get a problem. I'm, I'm sure at some point it will cause a problem and they'll yeah. say, you can't do that. You're deactivated for doing this. And I'll be like, but what? Yeah. am I an independent contractor? Yeah. Okay, well, then we have a problem because yeah. my independent contractor, right, number six, provides that I can advertise at all times. But the platforms are getting to push it forward. Right? The other one that we discovered sort of the last couple of days is, you know, we've not been able to offer tip transparency for a while. Everybody knows that. Uh, but actually, it wasn't necessarily that the tip wasn't being sent. It's just DoorDash made a lot, a, a bunch of changes that made it very difficult to be able to access that data. But actually, as of a day or two ago, the tip data is not sent to your phone anymore. So sort of over the last couple of months, they've been, you know, working quite hard to rechange the way that that stuff is done. Right. So it's actually we realized that like that fundamental change that we made probably a couple of days ago. Uh, so I think why I highlight the Uber and DoorDash version of that is like there's still an ongoing proactive effort to stop this. Really. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, why are we here? We talk about these apps, but a lot of this is just to also remind people, hey, Get that Para app back on because Para works even. I, I am, and I, guys, I'm sold on this as long. The biggest thing is just getting it to your market. But once it's there, I'm sold on the fact because these are people who are guaranteeing blocks of time or per job pay that is better than you're getting on any of the other apps. I think the answer, right, is to push back. And I, I've said this in sort of another podcast with you, Steve, but like the way to push back on the platforms is through market force. And the only way to do market force is to have more options to be able to say no to trips because the way to push back is to say no to things, but you can't expect everyone to say no because people have got mouths to feed and bread to put on the table, right? Yeah. So the answer to that has to be, we need to make it easier for people to have more options so that you can warrant saying no. 
And at the end of the day, that's really what you want is that there's more options and more people saying no to trips and the platforms have to compete for a better experience, compete to treat drivers well, compete on transparency, right? And that's really accomplished by being able to do more work. Uh, the problem, I think, Pedro made a really good point just now is like, if you're juggling more than four apps while you're out there, you're losing productivity, right? And I do sort of really agree with that, unless you can automate more stuff on your behalf, unlock more stuff, stuff like that. So, okay, I got I got a good question here that, um, uh, okay, I'm, I'll start this one with Trader. I want to know if, okay, if you guys are, if you're DoorDash, and of course we don't know all of the, ins and outs and trials and tribulations but we get it why at this point with what's going on in states with the millions you're spending to fight things why at this point would you not just be transparent with people i mean for one for the fact of i mean if you're just 100 percent transparent you're every i still I'll, I'll stand by this all day long every order will still get taken every order will still get taken but what you'll have to send out less you'll have to you'll make the drivers more happy why is it hidden now you have to answer it from the doordash side not from the driver's side the thing is they don't have any incentive to give us all the information they really don't with the with the steady stream new uninformed drivers that they have just this week i met five new drivers in my market right but i guess my so, thing is, is they, they almost, you know, they almost do because really so listen, it's the behind the scenes stuff, the, the legal stuff in every state where they're spending hundreds of millions of dollars. And what I'm saying is that they make money off these orders, regardless of if, if, if I get a big tip or a small tip, they making their money off the order. And as long as they have a brand new driver that's willing to take those small orders that I don't make no money on. They gonna keep they gonna keep doing what they're doing. So they have no incentive to show the full they have no incentive to show the full twenty dollars or fifty dollars on a on a tip for it because I'm gonna take that every single time before anybody else take it. So in order to make it even, they're gonna hide it. Now I'm still I, 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 get, I, get, I, get. I think I think traders spot on though. It's like you know, yep. as a big like, corporation. I just wanna say like yeah, yeah, I, I show. Exactly. Like I'm gonna still count the items and know that okay, they hiding it from me. I don't need them to show me a plus sign or a, a diamond. I can count the items. I can see the restaurant. I can see where it's going. I know this is gonna be a good order, but the new drivers can't make all of those decisions in 30 seconds, and that's why they're not gonna show all the information, all and, the tips. And I, I fully agree, that. but I guess my point is with all the states and and the four states that we're talking about aren't the only four then david you know this every state's looking at it why on earth would you not right now play the transparency card and stop all these because what's going to happen because is, if they show full transparency then we are independent contractors there's right no now, fight to be had i, I want to add something on to that right now every customer who tips fifty dollars a hundred dollars way more than they probably have to or should they are they they are treated the same as the person who tips one dollar, zero dollar, and whatever. So on the cust so from the customer standpoint, DoorDash won't they customers who tip zero dollars to feel special and the person who tip a hundred dollars. The moment they show the full tip and don't hide anything, all those people who tip nothing, they gonna really feel that they not getting their orders delivered. It ain't gonna be no stacking no no tip order with a good order, all this window. Those no tip and low tipping customers, they not gonna get their orders fulfilled at the rate that they getting them fulfilled right now. If okay. they show the full tip, that's the main thing. Because the people who tipping good, they gonna get their order no matter what. It's the people who not tipping who gonna. I still, I, I still, per, I personally, maybe it's maybe it's my market, but I even feel like even the worst orders would be taken. I mean, and eventually they would, but we talking about after they've been declined and been sitting. Most of the orders I pick up, they not sitting their weight. And yeah. that's because my orders are orders that ain't nobody declining for real. Yes. The orders um, that's being declined five, six, you know, seven times and they sitting there for a long time. Those DoorDash still want to make sure that order get delivered. So that's why they stack it with a good customer. They 
a, a good order, I should say. Not a good customer. They stack it with a good order, a more favorable order. And yeah. that's the model. Like they have, because if, think about this, if they showing the full tip amount, full transparency, why would anybody ever take anything less than a minimum wage in their market on any order? Well, I have a theory that those are the people who want to be unionized, for one. Um, but Pedro, if you were CEO of DoorDash, oh, well, how would you do this? I mean, how would you? Would you? You want me? To, you want me to put my DoorDash hat on? Yeah, you, yeah, I want you to not be Pedro for okay. the. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. Okay. Um, Who are you gonna be? Be, be, be anti-Pedro. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> so I'll say this. I think DoorDash is very smart. Um, I think they're calculated. I think they're thinking already about 2024, 2025. Big businesses all do. Good ones do. I think that um, they want the app to be a game. They want. They're playing on that. I think they they know what they're doing. And they want us to talk about them, whether it's good or bad. I think that the second they would, I think when you force somebody to do something, a big company, you know, let's just say we, we get the tip transparency, which it's, it's, it's stupid that we even need to ask for it, right? Because it does hurt the consumer, right? It does. Like Trader said, they treat the same customer, you know, a customer tips 10 bucks that lives down the street. Like I do, I want my food hot. I appreciate the driver. The person, my, my neighbor tips zero, they're miserable. They suck, right? They don't, they don't understand or they're ignorant. And, but DoorDash gets the same 25, 30%, right? So DoorDash is looking at the consumer very differently than us as drivers. So if I'm Tony, I don't, I, I continue to do what I'm doing because I think that the, the turnover rate with drivers is so high. Okay. Like I just stopped doing it for a little while. They don't care. It doesn't matter. I got 7,000 deliveries. It does not matter. My girlfriend will do it. Her friend will do it. This person will do it. So many people are doing it. It's holiday season. They know more people are doing apps right now. They need extra money for Christmas or the holidays. Like there's so many people that come to these apps every single day. They know that they know their numbers. So why would they have to change anything just to appease a few people on YouTube? Well, Facebook, no, 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 my, you know? my, I guess my argument there is to stop to the legislation. Stop, yeah. To stop franchisee and, and, and W2 status in 50 states, even right to work states. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have as much. I'm not as abreast because that becomes that just are, a game so. where I don't even think, I mean, right now, none of these companies are doing well. But yeah, I, think, you know, I, think, I think Pedro put it right. Is these companies are doing the calculus and obviously doing this is worth more to them yeah. than the political stuff that's going on, right? Like these companies have a lot of smart people who are thinking here doing that trade-off, right? And to me, really, it was the fact that that was in writing really stood out as they told us why they're doing that. They don't want you to really have that competition for the time. I think Pedro is right about this sort of lots of people are signing up yeah. even when people are leaving. That's why I've come more and more to the stance that the only ways you need to have a constant competition for 30% of people's time on the micro level. And I think that's really how you start the pressure of the yeah. platforms is sort of that yeah. way. Basically. Well, I think DoorDash is what they're doing in, in, in certain markets testing thing, right? We all see these test pilots, you know, earn by time, earn by order. You know, I think they, they're also have insurance against themselves because if things happen, they're already mentally preparing drivers to see, okay, well now you're going to earn by time, right? We're going to, you're going to, you're going to earn by time. You're going to turn on your app. I'm going to need you to schedule. You're going to work four hours. You're going to, we're going to pay you 15 bucks per hour. You need to take at least a couple orders. You need to be active. We're going to guarantee you this. You, you don't even have to worry about tips anymore. That's not going to be an issue. And they're going to take all that money that comes in on the app and just, filter it from here, filter it to there. Mm -hmm. And if that, if that doesn't happen with certain States, if it's legislation doesn't get pushed through or whatever, because sometimes those things take a lot, a lot of time. Right. And certain people that want it might be out of office and the new people come in. There's, you know, a lot of moving parts there, but then they'll just continue to do, okay, earn by order. We're going to play the guessing game. 625 orders sometimes are good. Sometimes they're not. We want you to gamble. We got this new offer screen right now in some markets where they don't show you the item count. They make the font size smaller. Yeah, they're hiding. You know, so everything that they're everything that they do is protect their 
protect their brand one way or the other, right? And I think the different pilots that we see shows me that they're doing different things so that whatever result happens, they're prepared for it. That's what yeah. I think. And uh, I mean, David's, David D- yeah. David worked with Uber in operations in Las Vegas, and so he's familiar with this. Uber under, uh, undergoes major amounts of spending in psychological uh, oh, I bet. testing yeah. with drivers. I, I don't even want to make it sound good because it's definitely like yeah. not good. It's the way they test it is how they can be on push your limits. Um, I don't know. I, I, I've read enough where it's not I, like, I wonder if that's real anymore. I've been reading it since 2015 when I started doing ride shares. So I know this stuff is real. Um, it's just to what level really, but it's sad that they even go that far. Look, Steve, look, you'll literally be dropping off an Uber, pulling up to the house, looking at your map, and it'll send you your boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Like, you'll, you'll have an accident. That's literally yeah. what you're talking about right there. Yep. Like, they know what they're doing. Yeah, that's what I mean. I worked at a casino for a while. Like the 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 lighting is a certain color, the temperature. Yeah. There's no windows. There's no clocks. The rug is a certain color. The seats are made at a certain depth for a person to sit, like at the table. Like well, they pump everything. they pump oxygen in, right, to keep you more alert. Exactly. So DoorDash is no different. They're you know what I'm saying. They're, everything they do, the way they make the bell sound or this or that, the way they it's 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 psychological oh, yeah. and a lot the of original uber DoorDash. had like an epilepsy uh yeah i mean flasher at you yeah and so and, was, I, uh... and, and a lot of people that do these doordash apps there's a lot of different types but a, a large percentage of them are people that are like you know played video games growing up or still playing them yeah. so everything is it's made like a game in some in some regards to keep you excited but in my opinion without having any data it's also to keep you a little upset because you wanna, you want to. That that keeps you still engaged. I know it's mm-hmm. crazy to say that, but it there's it's a mind game for sure. I think they, the, they, the they gotta make you a little bit mad for you to get that bit. happy feeling. Yeah. They I do. think the yes. casino analogy is yeah, actually really really good, right? It's like sort of the app is almost like a slot machine, mm-hmm. and in like a, my first job out of college, I'd worked mm-hmm. at a casino, sort of on like the like finance side of things. And something there is really interesting is like the average margin to the casino for an average gambler, right? Like, let's say you bet a hundred bucks, they would make like 42% margin on that basically, right? But a high roller, the high roller, the casino would only make 2.75% on the amount that they gambled. So there's a difference between 40% and 2.75%. And the reason for that was the high roller can gamble anywhere. Everybody wants the high rollers business. So they compete on incentives they compete on the we'll send a jet to you they'll compete on the free hotel rooms the free tickets the all of that when i sort of look at that is like that's sort of the difference here is like you need other people to be competing for that time mm-hmm. right but it was sort of like night and days like the average gambler they make a ton of money like in the margins huge basically and the you know the big whales it's still worth it for the casino because they spend so much money 2.75 percent is pretty great but it's just completely different. Right. Yeah. Yep. So Kim, if, 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 if you could, you're, you're good sometimes at just pulling something out, just, just to find the other <laughs> side. So if you could, if you, if you were with DoorDash and is there any, any cell that you could have to the team on why, why full transparency might be a good idea right now. And I know that everybody's not hundred percent clear on everything going on politically with all this stuff, but to whatever degree you are, um, is there any pitch you could give the team at all? Any pitch? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, you know, I, I personally believe in full transparency just because as independent contractors, we should be able to take a job and know exactly how much we're taking in order to complete a job. That's really what it actually means. And, you know, the whole hiding is what hinders us from doing our jobs appropriately. So, you know, you know, I know as much as Grubhub is failing right now, like they have full transparency. And they had wait lists before the, they've actually done things properly. They just didn't play out right. Now, I think DoorDash just needs to get there. I think they are so busy with orders. I think they need to get their orders delivered and they're going to do it at no matter cost, whether it's hiding tips, whether it's doing these different programs, you know, if they go into a Grubhub type model 
will they get every order delivered? And I think that's kind of the disconnect kind of between the two apps, because I know me personally, I use Grubhub to get those really good orders. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait for those good orders to come through. And I'm like, okay, now I'm going to take it. Whereas if Grubhub sends me and making this up a $6 order, I'm like, no, nope, so it's Grubhub. I'll, I'll wait for that larger order. The same thing would happen, unfortunately, with DoorDash. You would keep waiting until you get, especially if you're on the large order program, I'm just going to sit back and wait for those large orders to come through and not have to work as hard for those smaller orders. Mm -hmm. So I think that's like the, at least in my opinion, the big disconnect. But I think DoorDash is designed to make sure that their orders get delivered. That's their priority. And all these programs are designed to see what works best to get the orders delivered the quickest to the customer in a timely manner. And I also think some of these programs just keep Storedash in the limelight and in the news because we keep talking about them. The more these programs come out, the more we talk about them and the more popular they get because we keep talking about Storedash. I agree. Yeah, and then you get well to the said. you get to the you, the <laughs> fact that only fifteen percent of us work over seventeen hours a week in the yeah. gig economy. Yeah. Yeah. So the eighty five percent that don't that's just churn rate. Those people are going to come and go, or they're going to work one night a week, and they and they actually don't even care. They probably don't even break yeah. it down on any level. They're like, oh, I made sixty bucks, and we go out to the bar. It's just some yep. kind of like last minute money if they're even mm -hmm. doing it once a week. But I mean, for the fifteen percent of us, you're right. You're putting out a buzz. Um, I, I mean, we have enough time, I think, to just touch into this subject that what do you guys think about diamond pay or the diamond program, hourly pay in 2023? Um, Kim, I guess uh, we'll start there with you on more. this one. Yeah, I don't have any of those in my market right now. So I feel like I can't really even be honest comment on them just because, you know, I'm Does still- Does it worry you though because of- it worries me because I feel like I have so many apps and I have so many avenues to work that you know what just keep on like I you know just keep on ticking keep on going like I I know how to make my money regardless if I have DoorDash don't have DoorDash diamond programs I'll see if it works the whole entire point of for me working these programs is to see how I can get these apps to work for me as a driver so you know I'll see if it works see how it can work if it doesn't work move on and go to go to something else because that's that's the whole beauty of multi-apping yeah absolutely um pedro what about uh what about you with these things because i know you said um, it hit your market i mean yeah yeah i tried diamond out i had some successes i had some failures uh you know i reset my acceptance rate i got it up to 80 you know i reset it and it was an 80 percent for a couple days and it went down to 30 then i got it back up to 50 i got it over 70 um, what I noticed was I, it was I was seeing the same and making a little bit less because DoorDash is telling you you want to get priority access to high paying orders. What they classify in my market as high paying order is four dollars for one mile. That's not high paying. It's not a bad order necessarily, depending on time of day. But, you know, for me, in my market it was a dollar fifty a mile. And what they've heard from drivers, they gave us. They, they, they know we want one fifty two bucks a mile. We all kind of talk about dollar to mile ratio. So they gave us a program that says that that's what that is, but it's really smoke and mirrors. Cause it's like, it's, it's still not good. You know, like you can't tell me five, $5 and 25 cents for 3.1 miles is a, a high paying order. Like it's not bad, but that's not high paying. Right. It's so it's a little bit, you know, but, but what they do is you, you get down below that 70 and then they'll, you know, tell you, you know, increase your chances of seeing better orders, you know, and then you get to the 68, like, damn, I got to take a couple orders here. And maybe there's an order and you're compromising something. You know, you're taking a 225, going a couple miles, like, oh, this sucks, right? So, but all that does is it allows DoorDash, like Kim just said, they want to get the orders delivered. They need to get the, they have so many out there in this pool. And a lot of us are declining. They're trying to figure, okay, how do we just get these guys to take more? And you know what? It worked on me last month. I took more orders, right, and, and made less money. And it worked. And I wasn't the only person that tried the Diamond program, right. right? So, and what the Diamond program did to some top dashers, it wasn't good for them. We've seen some of that come out as well because it, you know, so because it, 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 it took away what they had as an incentive, right? So exactly. 
so it's 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 all about like Kim Kim hit the nail on the head. They just need to get these millions of orders a day taken, and they need them, you know. And 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 I've said this last month, and I still believe it. I think DoorDash right now. I don't have any data. This is my opinion, based on what I've seen and what I've heard from other people say. I think the last couple of months, the acceptance rate nationally for dr- drivers has never been higher. So I'll give you a quick example, and then we can go to Trader. If on average, because there are a lot of people keep their acceptance rate high, but let's say that the average DoorDash driver's acceptance rate was 65%. If they move that up just a couple of points to 67, 68, 69, that is a huge win for DoorDash. They save on refund cost. They save, they, they got their happy, the customers are more happy. They got their orders quicker. So that keeps more, more people wanting to order on the platform because they had a good experience. So even if they just move that needle a couple of percentage points, it's huge. It's millions of dollars to their benefit. So I think that program, that's what I think of when I think of Diamond. I think the pay by hour is complete. You know, I talked about that earlier, but the Diamond program, I just think they just need to get the orders put out and they want us to keep the acceptance rate high. Trader, how are you feeling about all that? Yeah, um, Diamond program is exactly what Pedro and Kim just said it's just another way for DoorDash to get those orders out. Here's something interesting with that diamond program. So, like when you on your way up to Top Dasher and you at that 68, 69%, you better believe they're sending you an order that's not profitable for you for you to get over that hump. And then here's the thing: it's been multiple times where I'll be froze at 69%. So that's DoorDash will play the games where you have to do three, four orders at 69% to actually see your percentage go over to that next level. So it's 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 really quite astounding how many drivers could be going through that same thing and how many orders they get delivered just so so drivers can attain that top dasher. And from my experience, I had top dasher, and now that I don't got it. The only thing that is is different is I don't see the diamonds on the orders, but the, the same orders that were in before, the same orders that are in my market now. If I'm out at the times that those orders are out, I see those I see those orders, regardless of my acceptance rate. So it's just another tool for DoorDash to get those orders delivered because diamond program does not increase the value of the orders that are already in your market. It Bingo. doesn't. It doesn't create yeah. new orders in your market that suddenly have a higher value. It's the same orders that was already in your market, and it's if anything, it's it's it says that it's giving priority, but it's actually making it worse for you because, like you said, you're gonna see more four dollar orders going one mile, and for some people might think, hey, that's a good order, you know, that's four to one miles money ratio. But I'm not trying to do three four dollar orders in one hour i don't make money like that yeah and that's what it all boils down to for me people don't understand that all they see is diamond they see sparkles and oh i mean i got i got priority it's telling me i got priority so i got priority it's just sending me a diamond order that's the same order it was gonna send you it just looked different yeah i've got to give pedro some credit i searched diamond program doordash and google has this little drop down that says what is the DoorDash Diamond program? So I clicked it, and uh, it shows me your video, Pedro. <laughs> hey, I like, I like to hear that. Around, you're rubbing your beard, and it had the diamonds on the side. I'm like, well, you, you, you know, when you, when you make a video, when you make a video every day, eventually, you know, you'll get lucky, and you know, Google. Help I know, but I was like, Google's like, what is the Diamond program? And they're like, Pedro's got the best answer. <laughs> I don't know if it's the best. It's my experience, but you know. That's what's uh, up. So, uh, so David, yeah. I get into an elevator with you. You have one minute as we run out of time here to sell me. I, I'm a DoorDasher. You got your pair of hat on. Yeah. And uh, and I'm just talking and I say, hey, should I, should I be doing this diamond program or hourly? What do you think about these things? Yeah, for me, it would be spend the effort to find other opportunities. That could be painful, but I think we can remove the friction by getting you pre-qualified for a bunch of new stuff that might hopefully makes sense. And the bar for ParaWorks is stuff that pays more than the platforms. Now on my end, I'm super excited for the next couple of weeks. We've got a couple of partners I'm chatting to that I'm gonna go do the work 
So for my end, I'll be out there doing luggage returns. I'm going to be doing e-commerce returns because I think oh, that's wow. going to be good in January after, you know, after yeah. everyone online shops, they're going to want their stuff returned. I'm going to be doing some pharmacy delivery, some catering delivery. And I just started talking to a company that's a little crazy here, but they're doing food delivery in sports arenas. So I'm hoping yeah. they give me one of the arenas that I find quite interesting. But from my end, that's going to be, uh, so I've always lived by sort of, I wouldn't put that's, some You know, that that is so beyond understanding to me. I have to say it because Armark owns the NFL, the NBA, the, the for them to let you bring in your own food. <laughs> Yeah, there's basically there's not not your own food, so it would be delivering from the kitchen. The places in the stadium, the stadium to people in their seats. Because I was gonna say you just wrecked all the earnings of every stadium in the country. So yeah, but I love you know I love basketball. (laughs) Like I would I would go deliver nachos to watch a basketball game. Sure. Oh, listen, I want I want to sign up for that right now. Like if that was we don't have a team here, but I'd go somewhere just to do that for a day. That'd be amazing. Awesome. Yeah. So for me, it's sort of like finding finding some more of these and let Para help find nice. some of these. But that's that's on us. Yeah. Um, well, folks, that's a wrap. I want to thank Kim, Pedro and, Tr- and Trader for joining us. Find all their YouTube channels in the show notes. I'm